Welcome to Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. A Buddha is someone who's awake within the matrix and co-creating with divinity as a soul having a human experience. Each enlightened episode is dedicated to help you level up the energy field of your Merkaba. You can manifest the parallel reality that fits the best version of you. This podcast is for entertainment purposes and does not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Now, let's welcome your host, author Von Galt, and her guest. Welcome to another podcast episode of Merkaba Chakras. I'm your host, Vaughn Galt, and today we explore my favorite Buddhist topic of connecting directly to Christ-like consciousness for infinite energy healing from the universal being within all of us. So we're going to learn all about star magic healing from intergalactic consciousness explorer and teacher jerry Sargent. so with that jerry welcome to Merkava chakra thank you vaughn how are you sister i'm doing really good so we have some very fascinating stuff to discuss because i before we started this recording i found out some fascinating stuff that i definitely want to share um about about you and so i want what I want to do before we get into how you got into your work and what you offer to people, um, you did something very fascinating. You you actually live in a spot that has a huge portal point, and that's where a lot of crop circles are. And um, you actually sat in a crop circle, um, and I'm going to show the video, and um, you can explain to us kind of what what you experience, et cetera. And we're gonna tie this into your whole work because they all tie in. So for a lot of the listeners, I know you guys really love crop circles. Um, the UK has gotten some new ones this month um, in 2021. And um, so I found it very, very fascinating that many of the people that I interview happen to live at very high magnetic points on the earth, um, like myself, like Jerry. So I'm going to share something with you guys. And Jerry, please um, give us some information with your experience. So this is a crop circle from 2017 over in Whitshire. And um, if you see this image here, this was the crop circle that Jerry went to. Okay. And Jerry, um, how far away is this crop circle that you experienced in 2017 from uh, like Stonehenge or any other megalithic sites? Um, you've got like Stonehenge and Averbury, which are kind of like in a, in a line that goes through the country. Um, and this is somewhere in the middle. Exactly how far, maybe 20 minutes drive. Uh, 10, 15 miles. I'm not sure 100%, but it's kind of like you drive down the motorway. If I was going down past this with this crop circle on the right, you'd have Stonehenge literally off the side of the motorway on the right. 
and back down on the left Avery. And to get from Avery to Stonehenge is maybe 45 minutes, you know, yeah. and this is in the middle. So it's not too far. And what, what, because you live in an area that is um, popping with crop circles. What compelled you to go to this one at the time? Was it just curiosity or? You know what? A friend of mine just phoned me up and she said, you know, I'm down in this area. There's this crop circle. It's literally just appeared today. Do you fancy driving down and just going and meditating in it? So I thought, let's just do it. Let's go down there. So I met her down there. It took us ages to find it. These things aren't easy to find. We were, yeah. we had a grid reference. We were up and down the road and we ended up just parking on the side of the motorway and just trampling through some farmer's fields to get to it. Um, and it, I don't know, we had to go for ages, but we got there in the end and we just went into the middle. I took my video camera, set it up, sat down and just went into meditation and uh, what was really interesting, like you can see there, is like when we watched the video back afterwards, there was this kind of perfect golden pyramids just around me, created by light, you know, whilst the meditation right. was going on. Um, we're doing light language. Um, I can't remember how long the meditation was, maybe 30 minutes, something like that. There was a number of crystal white lions in, in the space that were working with us. Uh, and what we were doing really is some, some grid work. You know, the meditation's great, people listening to it, getting a high frequency activation. At the same time, we're doing grid work and, and, and helping the planetary grids and, and sending positive frequencies and reversing some negative frequencies and sending them out through the planet. Right. So um, if you guys look at, you can actually find this on um, YouTube or any other video sharing sites, but it's basically um, Jerry and Star Magic crop circle you can that's how I, I found it very easily but if you look at this video so Jerry is sitting in the middle of it and um sunlight okay the rays of sunlight is going to be a certain direction it's not going to necessarily form a pyramid okay you can't make sunlight form a, a pyramid I, I've never been able to so but if you look at this image and this this goes for 30 minutes but there's this ray of sunlight right there there's one side. Here's another side. And look, right in the corner, almost exact dimension is a corner for that part of the pyramid. And down here, right there, is the corner for another one. So you have a perfect pyramid based off of sunlight. And right in the middle, right where this all will come up, right in the middle, you have a ray of, of light coming down the center, okay? So it's very, very hard to get sunlight to make that shape, okay? And so when you were, and so when you were sitting in it um, and, you, and you say that you were doing grid work. So for people who are not familiar, I think a third to half of the people that I interview live along a very high magnetic field zone on the earth. I call them portal points. I live two minutes from I should live right under one but um what are grid what is grid work can you explain it to people well I mean most people look at this world and they see like the fields and they see the crop circle and the trees and the houses and the people and all this stuff and this kind of physical 3d reality you know our physical bodies I mean it is there you know on one perception we are physical um beyond that physical form we're a bunch of code we're mm. a bunch of geometry and the trees the the ground everything is 
is geometry, mathematics, spirals of light. The, the, the earth itself has within it like architecture. This architecture is built off of, you know, crystalline um, plasma frequencies that are streaming through portal points um, and stargates, uh, you know, around the planet, creating this kind of like world within the world that is beyond this 3D reality. Mm-hmm. And it's where all the energy travels. It's where the energy is held. It's how information travels through the planetary grids. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people call them ley lines. Some people call them dragon lines. I mean, they were called dragon lines because if you go back, you know, to the start, way, way, way back when, when, when kind of planet Earth was, you know, created in one, it wasn't really created, but it was created. And which sounds a bit weird, but we won't dive into that. But the dragons helped produce these kind of grids, you know, and that's where the the, the name dragon lines comes from. But you have stargates around the planet. When these stargates, these planetary grids, these portal points, you know, they kind of move into sync and out of sync. And when they all lock in and everything's in perfect alignment, it opens up seriously powerful energy channels and Mm -hmm. energy streams into our local environment. Now, at the same time, energy is always streaming down from the stars it's always coming up from the earth and and we as human beings are like the link you know we're like the the instruments to help download high frequency energy down into the earth's grids Mm -hmm. Uh, we also help connect the the earth's grids up to the stars you know all of us like little nodal points around the planet Mm -hmm. so and every everywhere we go we're picking up codes dropping off codes at the same time when you go to a space like this, you can anchor yourself into that environment and, and, and through your own physical being, your own energy field, which you can expand and contract, mm-hmm. you can download certain frequencies and you can collect frequencies and do things with the frequencies, like build them at structurally within your own consciousness. And then you can send them through the grids, you know, mm-hmm. to do certain pieces of work raise the vibration, send out messages and information streams to people, areas around the country, around the world. You mm-hmm. can connect different portal points to other portal points and send specific frequencies. And it right. just helps balance the architecture, raise the vibration. And there are millions of us doing this uh, on planet Earth right now, some consciously, some unconsciously. Right. You know, a lot of us came here to do this. Right. And how does people who are high frequency living in these portal points, um, just for simplicity, how do they raise the frequency? How do they make that connection with the grid points um, or what you call the grid makers? Because it's not a coincidence that all of these people living on these exact parts. I mean, what's the coincidence that I live underneath one you're right underneath one and we're talking energy healing and higher frequencies. There's no coincidence. So what is it that we do? I mean, it's not just us, it's everyone. This is the thing. And, 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 and probably saying everyone is probably the wrong terminology because not mm-hmm. everybody is human. Not everybody came here and, you know, came here for this kind of role and this mission, but there are many yeah. grid workers on the planet, but even the people that aren't grid workers that aren't actually say, you know, malevolent beings or, or, or AI beings. Um, these kind of women, men, children, these high vibrational beings are always picking up and dropping off codes. 
Mm. Every, everywhere you go, like if you, if you train your third eye, if you raise your vibration, if you start tapping into the world right. of frequency beyond this physical form, you see that there is data streaming everywhere between mm. people going down into the earth, being uploaded from the earth, being transmitted from the humans to the stars, from suns and moons and planets and celestial sisters and brothers to each other down up it's like this this there's the highways of information right just traveling everywhere and and if you are in whatever wherever you are in the world you know you're seattle up, you're in seattle right mm-hmm. so yeah. for example you come to where i am you know you're going to come to where i am and you're going to drop certain pieces of code off you're going to mm. pick codes up from here they're going to upload into your biological computer and then you're going to go back to Seattle and download them back into the grids. Like it's just this seamless, fluid transfer mm-hmm. of information everywhere we go. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, it, it, so, it's, so we're doing it naturally. We're just doing it naturally. It's, it's biological. We're it naturally. Really some, naturally. Some, some people go beyond that and, and, and realize that you can actually change this and shift this yourself once you know how to tap in so you right. become an alchemist an, ar- an architect a quantum architect you know some kind of quantum mathematician working with the geometrical fields working with the codes and precisely measuring and activating and switching things on off changing transforming recalibrating right so so we're constantly recalibrating because you know um they've already they've already proven this with many different doctors um like david r hawkins for example he's he's deceased now but anyways he he proved this in the map of consciousness that different people have different energy frequency in their body so no two people are going to radiate at the same frequency and that frequency is going to change um all the time it's it's like a, a cycle it just moves on its on its you know its own its own bandwidth so everyone is a different frequency and so somebody who is of high frequency go into a lower frequency area what happens to the area from your experience well that depends on whoever it is that goes into that area because you could get someone that is you know a higher frequency being that goes into that area and gets completely dragged down by the frequency in that area so they get sucked out (laughs) it can get drawn from them they can get manipulated but you could have someone that goes into that area that's a high frequency being that changes the frequency of that area you know Hmm. it depends on how kind of versed in this way of working and creating that someone is and how aware they are of, of, of what they're walking into you know if you if you are a fully present and you know how to manipulate the fields in a positive way, you can change things massively. Like the power of one human can counteract the the power, like one high frequency individual could counteract the the negative frequency of 800,000 humans. Right, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you you have a massive effect. Yeah. Uh, At the same time, you know, someone going into a low vibrational area, depending on what is actually in that area, you know, because you've got to look at, you've got the area, you've got people, then maybe corporations, um, you've got different things happening underneath the planet within the Earth's grids and, and, and other spaces within the Earth, which might not be very pleasant. And depending on what is going on under there can, or can really kind of, you know, derail whoever walks into that area if they're not aware of this stuff and, and don't do the right things to countermeasure. Yeah, so 
you know, um, what are some of the, so for somebody who's high frequency, who somehow synchronicity, the universe, whatever the elements brought them into where they are, um, you know, and they are sending out, they're just emitting their, their own frequency, whatever high, high energy field that they're emitting um, and affecting the greater whole and everybody else around them. Um, what are some things, what are, is there some things that happen that can give you visual images that there's some positive growth happening? I mean, is, I mean, have, have you noticed any kind of signs or things that people can look forward to seeing that would give them reassurance that, oh yeah, their, their, their presence is actually making a difference in this portal point? Well, I, I think what's important is people just start off small. Mm, mm -hmm. you know if you've got like a, a friend or a family member or someone who is you know maybe a bit angry or maybe a bit sad or maybe a bit you know down or whatever it is you can just go and you, you, you I mean you don't have to but you could go and stand with them or be in their space and literally just connect and open your heart yeah. and start to radiate positive frequency you know oh love just radiate love out into that space and you'll see how quickly you can change somebody yeah. Um, you can do that at distance you don't need to be there but the reason I'm saying to do it there is because you can see them with your own eyes shit yeah. look they're actually changing you yeah. know and they start to speak yeah. more positive their shoulders come out their chest comes out they become you know a, a high of a higher vibration right. uh, in, in, in a larger area it might be more difficult to tell but right. experiments, experiments have been done all over the planet throughout mm -hmm. you know for, for for a number of years where you know large groups of people meditating together mm -hmm. have reduced crime rates you know suicides right. sort of thing so you know that it's working mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's the power of the consciousness of um infinity within all of us we just have to connect to it so okay so this is going to be fascinating when we get into star magic healing because this ties into your work that people can learn um, to to do and share with others and to do on themselves so I think what's important just to touch up on this a little bit more like just because you, you were saying something a minute ago and, and and it's really important that like every human being truly understands that whatever it is that they do whatever it is that they say what they think what they feel whatever it is that they emit they're going to affect the field mm -hmm whether they like it or not, whether they like someone or don't like someone, all of these kind of human things, it doesn't matter. You are plugged in, mm -hmm. you know, through portal networks within your physical body. You've got, you know, 75 to 100 trillion cells. You've got 100 trillion protons within each cell. And each right. proton is like a mini universe. And that right. in itself, that tiny little portal point is plugged into everything. So everything you're doing, saying, thinking, feeling, being is affecting something else within the field. So the best thing we can do for ourselves and humanity is literally raise our vibration and be on that frequency of joy, happiness, love, and radiate that 24-7. Because that is how we are going to make positive changes. Right, but right. It's an inside job. We've got to start, start, start internally. Yep. Yeah. Um, I couldn't say any more beautiful than that. You know, I was trying to find a... Um, an image I had read a medical um, paper from a, I think it was a physicist lab or something like that, but they were looking at DNA and 
I couldn't find it, so I'm not going to share it. But um, anyways, it was like a University of Germany or something, but I'll put the link in there when I find it, everyone. But basically, um, they found and they did a 3D image of the human atom or the human cells in your body. And they found that in very, very small particle um, images, your atoms or your cells sit underneath its own pyramid. Every single one is underneath its own perfect pyramid. And so the, the image that I, that I showed earlier of Jerry sitting underneath this light pyramid and in a high frequency crop circle, it was the same exact thing. So we're all, you know, underneath that. It's a natural shape in history and it goes all the way down to your cells. So I'll put the link in there, you guys. It's from a, it's, it's from a university study um, that's studying human um, biology. And they found that our cells sit also underneath energy pyramids in our body. So it's very, very fascinating. Okay, so Jerry, let's get to how you even got into this work because it's fascinating work and it's evolving. And um, I, I bring a lot of different um, perspectives into consciousness and healing and, and, and raising our frequency because um, it's all valid. Everybody's at different places. But um, you have a very interesting story for how you even got into this work. So let's, let's dive into how you, how, what brought you to today? Yeah, I mean, my life used to be very different. Um, I mean, I grew up fostered, adopted, um, had a, an interest in childhood, turned to drinking drugs like loads of other kids at a young age, life kind of spiraled out of control, um, ended up working for a, a criminal organization in my kind of like late teens, mm -hmm. ended up getting involved in drugs, guns, different things, lots of um, high profile like bank fraud, uh, white collar crime, bank fraud, things like that, stealing money from banks electronically. And, um, you know, my whole life really was kind of like, I, I thought mapped out for me because all I wanted to do was like drive fast cars and wear watches and expensive designer suits and stuff and, and, and eat at fancy restaurants. And, you know, I thought this is, this is my life, you know, I'm making shit loads of money. Everything's great. This is all I want to do. And, mm -hmm. and to be honest with you, I was really happy doing it. Yeah. And, uh, 2005 I was with my family and we're in Romania and it might have even been 2006 actually I can't remember but anyway I was in Romania with my wife and kids uh, ex-wife now and I was in a taxi and the taxi was driving back to Bucharest airport we've been over there for a few weeks visiting her visiting her mm -hmm. parents and stuff and um, I was asleep in the passenger seat of this taxi and I wake up and there's like a loud crash and bang and the car's swaying from side to side. There's glass and there's wind everywhere. And I'm thinking, man, we're in a bad accident. Mm -hmm. We're either going to come in traffic or the car's going to flip over. And then all of a sudden we came to a stop. And I looked at the taxi driver and he looked petrified. I looked in the back. Our daughter, Alea, was underneath the driver's seat. There was no seatbelts in the cab. Um, Laura was there with Josh in her arms. He must have been like two at the time. Their mouths are full of glass. I looked in front of me. There's a big hole in the windscreen. And I'm like, this is really weird. There's no other cars on the road or anything. So mm -hmm. I got out of the taxi, looked up the road, and there was two ladies about 30 meters up the road lying on the side of the road. And about 100, 150 meters back up the road, there was what looked like a dead body. Um, so what had actually happened is three ladies were crossing the road. The first mm -hmm. one got hit. She came through the window whilst I was asleep, smashed me in the face, got flipped over the car. She died. Second one had her ankles cut clean off. 
and the third one was physically okay so I've walked past these two ladies the one with her ankles off there was nothing I can do there was a man there on a phone from a nearby factory I thought he must have called the emergency services so I carried on walking I was fascinated and fixed on what looked like this dead body and I got closer and closer got within about 10 meters and then I saw this energy just like hovering above her body Mm -hmm. and at the time I, I didn't even know I'd never even heard of a soul I didn't know what a soul was I just I, yeah. you know I didn't know anything about anything spiritual right right so I'm, I'm looking and I'm shaking my head like you know like, come on get out of my head but and I was looking at it but it wasn't you know I'm seeing it with my eyes and uh I've walked and this energy just fizzled off into the ether and disappeared mm-hmm. and by that time I'm looking down at the lady's body and her legs were wrapped up over her head and uh, she was mangled but I didn't like feel upset. I didn't feel sad or anything like that. I felt really, really happy. And um, I remember thinking to myself, like, I want a cigarette. I want a whiskey. This is a time to celebrate. It was like someone had taken an old car to the scrap heap. Like whatever was inside this body, Mm -hmm. it wasn't in the body anymore. And the body was lifeless. And I, so I saw that there was this something there was something driving this vehicle that we call a body. Right. And it, the universe smacking me around the face and saying, Jerry, you need to wake up, man. We're so much more than these physical beings. We're atoms and molecules and continuous movement. We're energy, blah, blah, blah. So this happened and this got me really curious. Mm-hmm. And maybe three, four, five, six months later, I can't remember exactly, but my, my ex-wife had a headache. Right. And I remember thinking to myself, I reckon I can take that out of your head. And I don't know why I thought it, but I just did. So I went over to her. I looked at her and I could see the headache in her head mm-hmm. and it was green. So I reached down, I grabbed it and just pulled it out. And I was, I kind of just chucked it away. I was like, this is weird. And she kind of got up off the bed, like she didn't have a headache. And I was like, that's a bit weird, but mm-hmm. I just continued doing what I was doing, you know? And um, around this sort of time, I was introduced to someone who became my first spiritual teacher mm-hmm. and, um, she had worked for Scotland Yard in the psychic division, solving crimes and this sort of thing. And uh, I ended up going to see her two times, three times a week, some weeks for, for a mm. few weeks. And she took me into many parallel realities, past lives. She taught me how to remote view, how to bring my light out of my body and travel, a, a number mm. of different things, which I'm always eternally grateful for. And um, shortly afterwards, we ended up moving to New Zealand. Um. And when I went to New Zealand, everything kind of like just started changing again. Um, Mm. A friend of mine in England uh, had a a car accident and her partner phoned up and said, can you help? And I was like, well, how am I going to help? I'm in New Zealand. You know, you're in England. Right. Um, But my intuition said, you know, go and lie on the bed and get some crystals. So I got some crystals, put them on different points of my body. And then all of a sudden I was in a hospital room and all this light started pouring out of my hands. And I kind of just knew what to do. I started putting her body back together. Mm-hmm. the doctors had said to this person you know you're never gonna uh you, you, you may never walk again you, you're gonna be in hospital um for at least a year right so I did what I did every day for about um I don't know two weeks and then within 12 weeks she walked out of hospital with the use of a Zimmer frame mm-hmm. and I thought to myself you know did I do something didn't I do something you know I, I I thought this is just my crazy imagination but when she came out of hospital she phoned me up and she said Jerry I woke up one night I looked at the side of my bed and said, what are you doing here? And she saw me in a hospital room, exactly where I'd imagined myself. So I started realizing, you know, what happens inside here 
you know, it's actually real in another space, you know, so we're actually mm -hmm. creating and, you know, we're actually, we're able to kind of be in other spaces quantumly by using our brains and our minds. I mean, I didn't know how right. you did it. It was just happening. But you, but when you were doing it, when you were bilocating, if that's the, the quote, quote word for that, but when you were bilocating your presence to her in the hospital room doing what you did, you in New Zealand was not aware of what you did. You just thought you were just sitting there doing what you were doing, right? Well, what, what, when I was in New Zealand, I was in both places. So mm -hmm. my, my imagination was fully in her room. Like I could see the hospital room. I could right. see the side of the bed. I could see her. So it, every, everything was vivid. But in my head, I thought it was just inside my head. You know, right. I, I, it was my imagination inside of me. And I didn't realize that actually I was actually really there. Right. Because at the same time, I was aware that I was lying on the bed. I knew I had crystals on my body. And I'm like, just thinking that I'm just there. Yeah. And it, yeah. If, if she had never phoned me up and said that, I'd, I, would, I would have never been any of the wiser. I, I would have just thought that I'd imagined it. Mm -hmm. You know, so th th this got me more, more intrigued. I was like, this is, you know, this is really interesting. Then I met a guy at that sort of point um, who had a pyramid in his garden, a copper pyramid. And he said, you need to come around and meditate, Jerry. And he was he was communicating with St. Germain and other, um, you know, ascended masters. And I used to go around every afternoon and he taught me how to meditate with my eyes open. Mm -hmm. So I used to go around every afternoon. And um, at the time, we'd set up a health and fitness center in New Zealand. So, you know, we're at the health and fitness center in the day. I was going around there in the afternoon and um, I'd sit in this pyramid and loads of crazy things happened in there. But. Two, two of them were really important the first one I was sat there meditating with my eyes open and Jesus appeared before me and, and I looked down and my, my feet were balls of fire like real flames coming off them and I was this, this is crazy and I, I looked up and he's there and he, he looked into my eyes and he just says Jerry you can walk wherever you want just don't be frightened just do what you need to do and then he turned and some steps appeared in the garden right. and he walked up the steps and through a door so I followed him we went through this door and we we're in the last supper and we we're all yeah. sat around this table and I was Matthew and he's given his last supper sermon. I've looked out the window and there was this massive spacecraft, huge. It was massive, like mm -hmm. huge. I mean, I'd never seen one, but for me, this was like, it was miles long. It was massive. And they all kind of show me that extraterrestrials have been there since the dawn of time. Mm -hmm. So this, I had this experience, walked back out the room, down the steps, back into my body. And then a few weeks later, I'm meditating in the pyramid again, and a little space pod lands in the garden. Right. Uh, and there was a blue being inside of it. So I've mm. brought my lights out of my body. I've gone into the, the spacecraft. We've gone through a, a, like a, a ball, not a ball, but a tunnel of light for right. about three or four seconds. That's all it was, maybe five seconds tops. And then we came out the other side. We're above water. There's a beach. I've got out, walked up the beach, and there's 200 of these blue beings. Mm -hmm. and I'm told we're on Alpha Centauri and Alpha that these Centauri, beings yeah. are lyran beings and all this stuff and I went up and, and they hugged me and when they hugged me I was just blown away with the love and I, I just wanted to stay there forever it was like I was home like I, I'd connected with something I didn't really know what it was but I'd connected with something that was very true to the core of my being and yeah. um, they that they kind of cleared the pathway for me. And one of them led me up the beach and through some trees. And we went into a building that was made from light. And we went inside and there was this really old blue lyran being like a, some kind of elder or something. That's the only way I can describe it. And 
I knelt down on the floor and they downloaded this orange light into my crown and it was full of this kind of cold. Mm -hmm. And it happened for a certain period of time. I don't know how long it was. It could have been minutes. It could have been hours. But once it was finished, they picked me up and two of them frog marched me back to the space pod, stuck me inside. We flew back through the tunnel, went to the garden. I got out and went back into my meditation. Mm -hmm. And then nothing else happened for a couple of years. And then one day I woke up and I said to my ex misses and kids, we've got to go back to England. I don't know why, but we have to go back. And they're like, dad, are you crazy? We've just emigrated to, to New Zealand. We've set up yeah. a business. Things going so well. We love being at school. I said, I don't know. We just got to go. So after that, you know, a few weeks of me pestering them and badgering them, they agreed. So we put a manager in charge of the gym. We put all of our stuff in storage, jumped on a plane and flew back to England. And then I was out running one morning and I saw some fairies flying around a tree. And I stopped and I'm looking at these fairies and again, like shaking my head, like trying to get them out of my consciousness. But they were just yeah. there. And then an angel came down. Mm -hmm. he said, my, my name's Archangel Gabriel. You need to write a book. So I looked at him and I said, well, what's the book called? He said, Into the Lights. So I said, okay. I said, what's it about? He said, your life story. So I ran home, opened my computer and I wrote this book in like four weeks. Mm -hmm. And then I sent it to the publisher. And then I realized after that, that it wasn't really about writing the book. It was about what was happening to me when I was writing the book, because I was downloading more information. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I finished writing this book, I started seeing all of this information in the empty space. And it was um, the same information that got downloaded onto me on the planet. Right. So I was asking my guides, what am I supposed to do with it? And they said, well, you need to meditate more. So I was getting up every day with my son at five in the morning for two hours. We were going in these meditations and we ended up in these classrooms underneath the mystery schools in Egypt. Mm -hmm. And um, they were showing us with these on these ancient scrolls all of these codes and it was the same codes I was seeing in the empty space and the same codes that got downloaded. What I mean, were the codes messages? They, they, they were just geometries, codes, symbols. Um, they weren't, it, it was none of the kind of symbols that you see in our, our sacred geometry. Mm -hmm. It was a whole mm -hmm. different set of geometrical codes. Right. And, and this, this, this code, it is not rigid. Like the code that, that, that a lot of us are kind of like Metatron's cube and the flower of life and all of these kind of, mm. which I truly feel, are uh, wrong mathematics. Okay, so led these other codes. So these other codes, where do they lead to? So well, these other codes are the, are the, are the new earth timeline codes. Hmm, okay. These codes uh, are taking us on a new frequency, on a new timeline, on a new stream of, of, of mathematics and information, which is going to raise us up into five and six D out of this lower vibrational state and into higher consciousness realms. Mm -hmm. Now, they were showing us how to heal people with these codes. So we went every day for nine months and then people just started coming into my life that needed healing. And right. I was like, let me see if this stuff works. And I was trying it and it was working. And, uh, and, and I kept trying it and it kept working. I was, so in, in the end, I was like, you know, maybe I could charge people for this stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you need to support your family. At the same time, my ex-wife, she gave me a book. And the book was called Joe the Diviner. And it was about this Irish man who was a healer. Mm -hmm. And I read it and I thought, this guy's healing people out of the back shed in his garden. I thought, if he can do it, then I can do it and charge people for money. And, and maybe I can have a business too. Yeah. So that is when Star Magic was born. I went to a few exhibitions. Uh, what I did is I said to everyone, I'm giving away um, free healings. Put your name down and I'll draw three names out at the end of the weekend. 
and and let's say 70 people put their name there and I phoned every single one of them and said you'd won just so I could practice Mm -hmm. so I had all these different people to practice with and I was getting some amazing results got some testimonials created a website and then star magic was born that was like back in 2016 and it's just gone from strength to strength you know we've trained thousands of people to heal yeah. with our magic we've got level one two three and four training we've trained people in china japan america australia new zealand all over europe america south america you name it man so our plan is to build healing centers mm-hmm. and the people that we're training are going to work in them and creating them and, and it was the blue beings that the, the blue being his name is Derekwai. he took me up in the, in the spacecraft he visited me again once star magic had started and said you need to build these healing centers. Yep. He showed me the Christ consciousness grid of the planet, all of these different dots. And he said, they're healing centers, you've got to build them. And I was like, well, if I build them, who's going to work in them? He said, you've got to train people. And that's the only reason we set the training program up because he told me to. And, and I've just been kind of like divinely guided. And yeah, now we just, my whole life's different. We get to help a lot of people. Um, and yeah, it's just an amazing kind of journey. I'm just grateful that, you know, everything's turned around and I listened and, and and these beings kicked my ass because I did resist it a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a little bit, the, the, the metaphysical energy healing is a little bit too esoteric for some people. And they, you know, they, they're kind of, there's a little resistance because I understand it's just not the standard career path that most people go through. Understandable. But um, I mean, there's, there's a very intergalactic aspect to this in in terms of consciousness so let me ask you let me ask you this who does the healing is it you that does the healing or is it the light that works through you does the healing you know like i i am not an energy healer you know everyone that comes to our training the first thing i drum into their heads is you are not a healer you are a facilitator and you facilitate the process for streams of information to flow through you you can you can nav- you you can direct these streams of information mm-hmm. you know you're like an architect that can navigate and construct and deconstruct uh, by using your intention by using your heart by using certain like practices that we help people remember i never right. teach people anything to help them remember what is already inside of them mm-hmm. um there's different frequencies i mean i, I remember when i wrote the book star magic cure the universe which was actually rebranded last year as um, Healing with Light Frequencies, the transformative power of star magic. But in that book, um, I shared that the human body is divided into 13 pieces and each each piece uh, links up to a, a star constellation. You know, we've mm-hmm. actually got 13 constellations in our zodiac and not 12. Yeah. One was taken away. And, and I wrote this book in 2016. And then there, there was a, I saw a magazine article in some American scientific astrology magazine that was saying they've discovered this 13th constellation called Ophiuchus. And I'd already written about it, you know, earlier on that year um, and it was published. And and I was given that information when I was in the mystery schools. Mm -hmm. And and actually, if you go to the temple of Dendara in Egypt and you look at the sea, you will see the 13 constellations in a circular grid. Um, so the, the Egyptians were doing this a long time ago. And, and what we're doing as a human species is remembering all of these old healing techniques. You know, yeah. we are stardust. We are extraterrestrials in, in human form. Mm-hmm. M- maybe humans are extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. who, who says that we're not? I mean, it's only because we've been conditioned to believe that we are the only 
planet with life, you know, mm -hmm. in, in the solar system, in the galaxy, the universe, and everything else is foreign. But actually, you know, we're just as foreign to everything else. So we're all extraterrestrials in a way. Right, right. You know, Jerry, how do you teach? Um, excuse me. How do you teach people to go beyond the holographic matrix and reprogram their physical reality to you know, emit more higher joy, truth, and love? I mean, because that's really what these light codes keep on bringing us back to is to that harmonic resonance. It's so simple. Like everybody thinks that healing's difficult and it must be really, you know, unusual to tap into these kind of like spiritual mm -hmm. realms and actually heal a physical human. And whether it's like, you know, whether it's a broken leg or whether it's, you know, a bad neck or whether it's scoliosis, whether it's cancer, whatever it is, that human being has got some kind of origin, traumatic origin mm. within their kind of human energy field. Right. Whether that started, whether it was in, as a child in this reality or whether it was in a past life, future life, you know, it doesn't matter. Everything's now in the quantum. Right. But that traumatic event has somehow played out through their human um, field and energy's got stuck. Yeah. You know, and things aren't flowing properly. Now, what we do is we literally reprogram them from the back end. OK, if someone comes to me and they say, right, Jerry, um, I've got um, liver cancer. I cannot see that liver cancer. It does not exist in my reality. Because right. as soon as I let it exist in my reality, I give it energy and I feed it and I help recreate their reality with my right. observational standpoint. So mm -hmm. what I need to do is to create something completely new. So if you look at your body and your, your brain, it's like a biological computer mm -hmm. and it's plugged into hundreds, maybe thousands of hard drives in the quantum field. And every hard drive has mm -hmm. information on it. And mm -hmm. each hard drive is a past life, future life, parallel reality, whatever you want to call it. Right. And some are, are running positive information streams into the biological computer. Some are running negative information streams. What we need to do is to find the programs within these hard drives mm -hmm. uh, that, that created the cancer or the eyesight issue or the brain tumor or the fibromyalgia or the scoliosis or whatever it was. And then what we do is we go back, go in and we unplug them from that hard drive. That program, what is that program? Is it like some kind of traumatic event that happened in your life that what that's the what started that program? Is it a belief system that is that program? So if, if you look at the body, the body is a communication device. Right. So let's say, for example, someone's got liver cancer. You know that they've got anger inside of them or guilt mm. stored up in that liver. So if they were three years old, a young boy um, living 250 years ago and they got raped by their father and the uncle, they're going to feel rejected. They might feel guilty. They're going to feel abandoned. There's going to be fear. There's going to be different things playing out in their field. Right. Now, that child at three years old in that other quantum space is going to stay trapped in the quantum field energetically forever unless it's brought into healing. Right. So what we will do is we will go and find that, that three-year-old and we will bring that three-year-old into healing there are a number of different ways that we do that we might change the timeline collapse the timeline bring the soul fragment into healing and absorb it into this this now space which is the physical human that we're working on again we we we, we i don't like to use the word teach but we teach this stuff in our star mm -hmm. magic training 
you, you need to know how to tap the quantum field. Once you tap the quantum field, how to get the, the, the information and make sure it's correct and then how to right. change it so that you get physical verifiable results. But it's really simple. Like if you look at a human and they have a disease, mm-hmm. it's like looking at a website that is blue. Right. If I want to change the website from blue to yellow, I go into the back end and recode it. Mm-hmm. And then it changes for changes color on the front end. I simply go into the human bo- the human beings biological computer, the hard drives that are linked to it, and I change the program in the back end, and then it changes the front end. It's no right. different. We're literally like computer programmers in the quantum field, right? Creating reality. Yeah, we just call it the light, right? Verifiable results. Say that again. We're humans are just codes of light. We, we, we are codes, the codes oh, are light, yeah. Yeah, we are codes of light and to change the physical being's body, you just change the, the code in the light. But they, they know this in science um, and I've written about this. They know this in science that there is um, instructions for the DNA in the light frequency. And so they're experimenting with light frequency to help people heal. And so we're talking about the same thing, but just on a on a on an energy healing quantum level, where all we're doing is putting our consciousness, our intention into that light frequency, and then it um, sending it to the the recipient, and then yeah. you know, I mean, that, done. That's one thing like that, mm. that that is one way of dealing with things, and that does work for some mm. people, but not for everyone. So there's different you know, ways to do it too. Well, you know, like some people have certain like structures and programs constructed Mm. in their human consciousness, their body, their brain, um, subatomically held in their DNA, like you said. Mm. And if you just send in more light frequencies, that might not do the job. Yeah. What what you might have to do is to change something within them, within their original structure, which is creating the issue, then the new light flows in. Right. And then that's a little changed. house cleaning, a little house cleaning first for some people. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, you know, there's a lot of really good stuff to, for people to learn. So, um, you know, what are some of the things that people can expect to learn or look forward to learning in your courses? Like, I mean, I know you talk about navigating portals and then finding your Stargate and you talk about and a lot of different things that you talk about. So what are some of the top things that people can look forward to learning? Well, we got th- we got three main trainings, and then the fourth training is actually you know people going out into the field and and running their own training, which is mm-hmm. the top level of training. So the first le- le- level one training is all anyone really needs to do if they just want to heal themselves and other people. Mm-hmm. So in level one training, it's a seven day training, and um, we run them online, offline, and we show people how to heal people at distance in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could get instantaneous results, heal broken bones, eyesight, disease, help people improve abundance, whatever it mm. is, like anything and everything, you know, can be, can be shifted, changed, created. So during that training, we will show people how to set themselves up to become formidable facilitators. And then if they want to go out into the world and start their own healing business, mm. which we have a process and an academy they can get involved right. in, to do that, then, then they join that if they want to go to the next level which is called um the frequency upgrade level two it's all about stargate work it's grid work planetary mm. grid work. Mm-hmm. so we work with stargates we work with portals 
and we show people how to align their frequency with portal networks within the planetary structure, external from the, the planetary structure out in the cosmos to really amplify their frequency into a completely different range so right. that they become higher frequency beings. I mean, you're going to get some of that on level one, but level one is about you healing yourself and other people. This is about going to the next level. Again, mm-hmm. it's a seven day training. Yeah. And then third training through the Stargate is for people that want to go out and heal really big groups of people and take people through, um, you know, big group frequency encoded meditation workshops yeah. for two days, three days, five days, where you're taking people to other planets through portals, how to navigate it safely, you know, do all of that really cool stuff. So that's a really intense 10 day right. training. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, the, the thing that the, the common theme that I get in your trainings in other people's trainings um the the theme that i get is that um there is and there will be quite soon sooner than we think a huge population of very sickly people who modern medicine is not able to address and so the last resort is going to go into these energy healing modalities and these healing centers and in terms of demand, there needs to be more of these different um, offerings and modalities, different practitioners, different healing retreats all over the world, a, a lot more than what we have now. That is the call. Um, that's what I hear in all the people that I talk to uh, about the modality and about the retreats, about the information they're bringing forward. And so this is this is the premise to help a lot of people in this transition, because through this, it will help them transition to higher levels of consciousness and higher experiences in our next phase of humanity's evolution. Um, But while we're going through it, it is confusing and it is a little bit saddening sometimes because it's really hard to see pain. So not, not everyone is fit to be working in energy healing modalities or creating healing center retreats because you do see a lot of pain come in through your customers or your recipients of these modalities. So what kind of person um, is often attracted to this work that you found? Like, I mean, is there like a certain template that does better than others? Because seeing sick people all the time can be debilitating. It's a really good question. That it's a really good question. Like, there, there is, you know. I mean, anyone can do this. First of all, like that, you know. N- n- you know, we're not looking for a certain type of human, you know, because we've trained everyone from dustbin men to nurses to doctors to lawyers to school teachers to stay-at-home mums. Everyone in between. Like we've trained people. We've trained really experienced healers and total beginners. And yeah. everybody loves star magic. E- even the most experienced healers on the planet, loads of them are coming to us for the next level. Yeah. Um, so anyone can do it. Okay. So just by me saying that there is kind of like a template, don't think that, you know, you're not within that template. If you're feeling yeah. a calling to, to want to go in and, and remember healing and, and how to do, to, to do it, to help humanity, go and do it. Don't think twice about it. Just follow your heart. Yeah. Um, at the same time, there are different levels of healing. Okay. So you have people that 
come to you for healing that just want to you know they want to feel a bit better they want to get rid of this little issue or that little issue and then at the other end of the spectrum you get people that come to you because of you know um ritual abuse satanic ritual abuse a lot of real dark sinister stuff um within star magic you know it's something that we deal with a lot um we train people how to deal with this kind of darker side of 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 healing because it's very important it's something Mm. that gets swept under the carpet and a lot of people a lot of healers do not know how to deal with it and and whilst Mm. Subjects of healing centers and, and, and helping humanity, it's really important that mm-hmm. if you're going to go and do that, that you really understand how this works. Because I see a lot of people out there doing some really good healing work. And I see a lot of people out there doing some dangerous healing work because they're not really versed in everything that they think they are versed in. They need to go deeper, they need to explore more, and they need to understand, understand the, these fields um, at, at a much deeper level. But I find the people that are really good at this stuff are the people that have been traumatized, the people that have mm. gone shit, the people that have had, you know, tough lives, been abused, whatever it might be. Those people that have really been through the mill and have, have dragged themselves out from that. Mm-hmm. They actually speak from personal experience. You know, they know what needs to be done to navigate that pathway. Now, right. some of them may still be on it, and that's okay. They're navigating themselves through the path pathway. They can speak from personal experience. They're right. the best people, you know? Yeah, They're- so that answers another question, Jerry, because basically, like, a lot of these, I mean, I don't have a, a abusive background, um, so I, I was fortunate, but a lot of these very high frequency individuals um, do come from very, very um, saddening backgrounds with a lot of abuse, with a lot of trauma, with, um, you know, just horrific backgrounds. And it takes a courage of someone who is very strong to be able to overcome that and not fall into that, um, you know, that box and kind of keep, you know, descending lower and lower. So um, not everyone who is high frequency is going to come out of a beautiful perfect child upbringing or childhood so that is good to that is really good for people to know that that you are worthy of doing this work if it's if it is you know pulling you to it and don't judge yourself because of your background that's what holds a lot of people yeah I mean I I I had a a kind of a a shitty start like when I when I found my real mum when I was like 25 26 um you know she told me about my birth like you know she she went from Birmingham to Cheltenham where I was born she didn't tell her parents that she was pregnant Uh, you know my dad didn't know that she was pregnant and um the day that she was going to give birth to me they took her into this room wasn't even in like this proper hospital Mm -hmm. and she was left there for 13 hours exactly Mm -hmm. 13 hours and uh just before I was due to come out two men in black masks and another nurse came into the room um, and they just looked at her didn't say anything she'd been screaming for hours they grabbed her cut her vagina uh, with a pair of scissors ripped it got me and ripped me out I cut the umbilical cord went and stuck me in another room and just left me there crying for hours they left my mum crying and bleeding for hours and then they came back in a little bit later um no medication stitched her back up didn't say anything no words just in these black masks you just see the eyes you know so 
you know, I, I truly feel that I was kind of targeted from day one. They knew that my soul was coming onto this planet to do this good work. And um, they wanted to, to, to fragment me and, and mess me up. And then, you know, when I was with my first foster parent, literally a couple of months old, I know that I was raped because I had all of the kind of memory recall mm. you know, once I started this journey. And um, yeah, I mean, that's a whole other story, but loads of stuff unfolded around that too when I was kind of exploring and, and journeying into this. So, you know, people that come down to do this work, I mean, they can track souls and they know when certain souls are coming in. And right. they'll, target them. they'll target them from the start. Um, some souls, you know, get protected. Some souls go through the shit. But at the end of the day, we all come through the other side and we all are here to do this kind of like profound work to help humanity through this like ascension process, which right. doesn't really mean we're going anywhere. It means that we're just raising the vibration. We're just raising, yeah. Yeah, we're becoming a more conscious, you know, focused, love-based human family where we just care and share. There's no judgment, there's acceptance. Mm. And it's just love, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I I love that. And I've I've heard that very often that um the birth of some of these high frequency people are uh, very challenging. And there are some interesting stories around them as well. I mean, um I I have my own. So it's funny that you have your own as well. So um, you know, do you have a last message for the builders of the fifth dimension earth, fifth dimension and higher? You know, I, 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 you know, love, baby. It's, it's just love. Like, you know, we, we have to just, we, we've got to realize that we're the power. You know, we got to know that we have to take full responsibility ourselves. We can't hand it over to anyone else. We've got to stop wanting to lead anyone. We've got to stop wanting to follow anyone. We've got to be our own leaders. We've got to join forces, high vibrational groups communities and just just do the work you know and, and the work is loving and accepting and taking the necessary action to build our new world you know because sitting under a tree in white rags on a mountaintop meditating is not going to build our new world yes it's going to take you into a great present state and it's going to raise your vibration and you can do good work while you're in the meditation meditative experience but unless you get off your ass and you start taking action, this world isn't going to build itself. Yep. And I see a lot of people just praying and meditating and wanting these things to happen. It's not going to happen. We've actually got to take physical action. So, you know, get off your ass and start doing things. Work with other people. Stop thinking that your modality or your way of doing things is better than anyone else's. Mm -hmm. We're all here on this planet with tools to share. So let's share our tools. And let's just upgrade a human consciousness together. You know, yeah. it's the only way. Unity. You love yeah. unity. Yeah. Um, we need to get out of these boxes that we put ourselves in. We put ourselves in so many different boxes and then we alienate everybody else who's not fitting our label of what we, we want to accept. So, um, and I mean, I'm in America. We were very polarizing. Everybody has so many boxes and labels that they identify with. And then they... It's almost like a religion hate. They hate the others that are not part of their, um, their ideology, their philosophy, their um, their boxes and their labels. And so that's a that's an interesting lesson as well to watch and observe. But I mean, there are um, people, there are Chinese people, there are American, there are Latvian, there are you know people from South America, brown, black, 
tall, short, you know, thin, larger, you know, rich, poor, but every single one of us has a heart that beats. Yep. If you cut us, we're going to bleed red blood. And, you know, we've got eyes and nose and ears and, 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 and teeth and a tongue. We literally are the same underneath and, and beyond yeah. that physical form. We've got a soul. We've got a light. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. most, but most have a soul. You know, yeah. there are lots of people without a soul. There are lots of hybrid type beings on the planet, but that's a whole other story. But there are a plenty of human beings on this planet that have a soul that do not want to fight. No one really wants to fight. No mm. one really wants to go to war. You know, if you yeah. go to, I've traveled the world. And if you go to every, every country I've been to, I've never spoke to anyone that's been hostile. Mm-hmm. I've been to yeah. some crazy places, you yeah. know? no one's ever like been who's this english man with tattoos they're like you know where are you from give us a hug yeah go you know it's just the media and and the brainwashing and the manipulation that that, that, Mm. that separates and divides and that's why acceptance and love are are the key drivers you know yeah, yeah. That stuff will that stuff will bring itself up and that stuff will implode on itself. But in the meantime, we are creating healing centers and teaching healing um techniques and modalities because not everybody's going to respond, like you said, to the same one. And not everybody's at the same frequency or level of comprehension. So we need we need wisdom sh- taught at all levels because everybody will be at different levels and we need healing taught in many different ways because you don't know which one's going to work for different people so I love the message that you're bringing forth but Jerry thank you for opening up an intergalactic healing center for people all over the world to learn how to do star magic healing on themselves and others and as you guys have heard there is no physical illness whether it's cancer or anything else that has not been addressed by modern medicine that the light cannot address so don't feel like there's no hope um, with some of these illnesses that crop up that just seem so overwhelming that there's no way to heal them because the light can't heal them so for um for more information about star magic healing books offerings and courses please visit Jerry's website, which is starmagichealing.com. And thank you kindly to our listeners for listening to another enlightening conversation. Until next time, blessings. Thank you, Vaughn. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Merkaba Chakras where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. For more information about today's guest, please go to the show description. For more information about Vaughn's metaphysical work, please go to MerkabaChakras.com. The views expressed today are for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Don't forget to subscribe for more interviews about the fifth dimension. Until we meet again, blessings.